You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 253. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 253. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Baby doll. Hey. It's my birthday tomorrow. Oh my gosh, that's right. I'm going to be 39 years of age. 39 years young. I'm... Yeah. How do you feel about that? It's it's hitting me a little bit more lately. Really? This Just this last year, I've been like, wait a minute, my skin's being weird. <laughs> I have to trim my nose hairs. I've been doing that for years. I, well, I know, but you're a boo and I'm a goo. And so I'm just like, wait a minute, there's also not recovering from drinking as easier yeah, as before. That this is true. I it f- is much harder. That really pisses me off because I feel like I don't drink enough to warrant how shitty I feel the next day. <laughs> Takes like three or four days to recover. I'm okay with like having a hard time recovering as long as I drank a ton. Yeah. But yeah, not like, when oh, I just yeah, I'm anyway. paying for that. Oh my God. Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> a little tangent. Little w- little birthday tangent. I might be having a little bit of a breakdown. I think I'm just going to be 39 forever. I think we'll just keep celebrating 39. I know a lot of people that do that. You should just do it. I just, yeah, have it as a trend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, God, 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 God. But hey, guys, welcome to the show. Thrilled to have you here. We have an awesome topic. We're going to talk about overwhelm. This is something that's been mm. coming up a lot in some of the classes that I've taught and with some of my students and and clients. And I think it really is worth doing an entire show on. So I've got six different ways to help you get out of overwhelm. And a lot of times when you are in the throes of overwhelm, you feel essentially helpless and kind of hopeless. Like you're being kind of controlled by your circumstances like, oh, I've got so much to do. And it feels like kind of life is happening to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this lack of control. So I'm going to talk to you about six different steps you can take to actually start changing that a little bit. That's nice. A little bit of news for you guys. I'm not sure if you've caught the last couple of podcasts where I've talked about a retreat that I have coming up. I thought I was going to have it ready to start opening registration the end of May, it looks like it might be pushed to June. But what Mm. that means for you is that you still have time to get your ass on the VIP list. Here's how it works. Every time I do a new class or an offer or a retreat, prior to it ever coming out, I create a VIP list for people who want to know first come, first serve, like they want to be right at the very front of the line. They want to get the best deals and deals. And anyone who's on that list, I end up souping them up with a bunch of extra swag. Swaggy bags. It's usually the best, well, it's always the best rate. So you get extra discount codes, all of that stuff. Anyway, if you want to come hang out with me and learn about shit that matters 
and you want to do it in real life, hashtag IRL, get your ass over to thejoyjunkie.com slash retreat and put your name on that list so that you can be the absolute first. And again, it's not signing up. It's just saying, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Does IRL stand for I'm really lazy and can't spell it out? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We'll have to ask the millennials. Yeah, let's ask them. Oh my gosh. Do a little poll. Well, no, it's just... Or is it too lazy to do a poll? It's in... (laughs) Oh, I love teaching you about shit like this. I'm like, slide into my DMs, Mr. Smith. And he's like, what are you saying? What is that even? slide into your DMs. I got your DMs. Hang in. (laughs) I don't know what that means. On that note, let's... I don't know what that means. I'm intrigued. (laughs) We're going off the rails today. I'm so tired. I'm so... Okay. Anyway, this is now a time for the segment we like to call... Would you rather? Yes, we do like to call it that. Oh my God. And today's would you rather is would you rather always be fresh out of the shower wet? Like just constantly. Can't get dry. Yeah. Always wet. Or always have twigs and leaves in your hair. Kind of <laughs> Blair, Blair Witch style. Like, so, kind of so, look a little like Mother Nature, but disheveled. And so people would be like, always like, oh, let me get, let me get that. Let yeah. me get that. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. they would just, more would come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you'd have to come up with some kind of story like, oh, I have this bird that's trying to nest in my hair. Or or they're some... doing yard work over at my place <laughs> and they kicked some stuff up. You'd have to have some explanation for that, wouldn't you? But then let's think about the implications if you're always wet. Like, oh my gosh. then you... You'd have to have a change of clothes, like, all the time. Well, you would be... Your clothing would be permanently damp. Yeah. That could cause infection. It's oh, a horrible word. It also, like... I know you hate that word, damp. Damp and moist <laughs> are the two of the worst words for me. You don't like... I don't like those words. Wait, there's another one that's, like, crisp or something you don't like. Wasps. Wasps. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds inappropriate. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so uh, if you're bald, like myself, you'd have twigs and leaves in your beard or... Oh my gosh, like, that'd be great. A, yeah. I'd probably rock that. I think I... <laughs> all confident. I'd rather go with that. Way more than being wet all the time. I think for I would. Sure. I think I would too. Mine would be sort of a mess though, because my hair is pretty damn long. You do have long hair, yeah. But I also work from home, so I'm kind of thinking, all right. But you're also like... Making videos a lot, and you're you know on camera quite a bit. I guess I could just put a hat on. I mean, I wear a hat a lot anyway. Yeah, you can't hide it under a hat all the time. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> there you piss. go with the loopholes. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I think I'm going to pick the twigs and twigs and berries. Twigs and berries, the twigs and leaves. <laughs> and we want to hear what you would rather. If you did not know about this, I have a private Facebook group called. <laughs> After Hours. After Hours. It's called the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. If you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club, it will redirect you right over to the Facebook group. We've got, you know, I don't know, 900 of your closest friends waiting to hear what you would rather. Get up in the club. Every single Monday, we talk about the latest podcast. We talk about would you rather. I do additional trainings every single Thursday that are from your questions, things that you want me to address each week. There's always additional bonuses and coupon codes floating around over there. There's a huge resource vault. 
It's a great time. I run a strict ship, so nobody's selling shit or anything like that. Again, come hang out in the After Hours community, completely free, thejoyjunkie.com slash club. Let's talk about getting out of overwhelm, shall we? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's feeling, do it. Let's do it. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed just thinking about getting out of overwhelmed. Wow. So how, what do you do about that? That's a totally different totally podcast. Totally different podcast? Yeah, okay. I don't. It's, I mean, completely different. I'll have to create my own, I guess. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. First way to get out of overwhelm is to stop saying yes to shit you don't want to oh, do. for sure. That's I'm going to put, I mean, this is a, a clear one, but a lot of people continue to stockpile shit onto their calendar. So you're at this place where you've already been depleted. You already feel like you've said yes to everybody and can't imagine how you're going to get through everything. And then somebody asks another thing of you and you say yes. And then what usually happens, right, there's a sense of obligation. Then you come home and you're pissy to your kids or you're pissy to your partner because you're all frustrated that you have done something completely self-inflicted. But instead of owning that, you just get pissed at everybody else. How am I supposed to keep up with all of this? How can my boss keeps giving me all this stuff? How do I, oh my gosh, I'm never going to. When you could have very clearly said no. If you're already in overwhelm, this step is all about not saying yes to anything else. Do not put anything more on your plate. Do not accumulate anything more. I am classic at this. Yeah. Because I will be like, oh, I think I could add that. Let, yeah, let me write a book too. Let me let me actually just completely redo my website as well as write a brand new course and a book. And in, I really grossly underestimate how much time things are going to take me. And I've had to really learn to go, okay, if I think it's going to take me two hours, it's probably going to take five. <laughs> and you're the opposite. It'll probably take you one. That's true. You're great I'm at that. Pretty speedy when it comes to getting through things like that. You have to start having a more realistic expectation about what you are saying yes to and the implications of what your life is going to look like if you take on that additional task or project or helping your neighbor out or saying, sure, I'll be right over to your best friend when you really need to accomplish something else. I'm not going to go into this at length because I've done entire podcasts on saying no, but yeah. I will link that in the show notes to check that out if that is something that you tend to have a rough go with. And a lot of that is rooted in, first of all, using your voice but that you feel like you can't say no. What does using your voice mean? Speaking up, like actually saying things that are hard to say. Oh, so literally using your voice. Literally using Got your it. voice. Yeah. I'm like, really? Are you really asking? No, me? I didn't know if, you know, it, it, sometimes you have jargon that means something else. Like coachy so, jargon? Yeah. I was just making sure it was what it meant. Cool. Thank you for that. Yeah. All right. So number one, stop saying yes to shit you don't want to do. And if you are currently in the throes of overwhelm, do not put anything else on your plate. You are not allowed. You are going on an accumulation of task detox starting now. It's just about getting through whatever you have overloaded yourself with now. Number two, second way to get out of overwhelm is you have got to make self-care a priority. Now, when I say self-care – 
That is everything from knowing how you recharge. Like if you're really extroverted, you probably recharge with a bunch of people around. So that might be family time for you or connecting with your best friends. Or a concert or something. Exactly. Mm. If you are introverted, you are likely going to be recharging by having a chunk of alone time. This is definitely me. When it actually comes down to needing to replenish, I prefer to be by myself, which is so weird. I don't think I've always been that way. I think it's kind of transitioned. Are you that way too? I feel like you are. Um, I, I think it changes. Like I have seasons when it comes to that. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I need that time just to be by myself. And then other times I get really energized when I'm around other people. Yeah. So I kind of try to float back and forth between the two. Interesting. Yeah, there should be another name, like an in-between one. Yeah. Anyway, so making self-care a priority is not about luxurious bubble baths and like mani-pedis. I mean, it certainly can take that form. But when I talk about self-care, I'm talking about all of the things that involve taking care of yourself. So that means downtime if you need it, ability to recharge in whatever way fuels you the best, being around people who are positive, a major piece of self-care is your community. Like, are you around a bunch of toxic people or friendships that you feel obligated to connect with, but every time you leave them, you feel depleted and put through the ringer or just didn't enjoy your time with them? That is a piece of self-care. You have to manage who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. Another element of it is what you choose to do to caretake for your actual body. What's going on with what you're consuming? Are you getting any type of exercise? What's your sex life like? When was the last time you had a dentist appointment? All of these components are how you are caretaking for your physical vessel. When I talk about self-care, it's all of those things. Now, a lot of times people get overwhelmed with the idea of that, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, how am I supposed to do that? Pick one tiny thing, one thing that will make the biggest difference. So if you know, in fact, I was just, somebody was talking about this in After Hours the other day, that for them, when they really track their macros, it- Like comp- food macros? Exactly. Like carbohydrates, proteins, that kind of thing? Totally. Completely- keeps them on the straight and narrow as far as what they consume. Great. So so this person knows that. So that could be one tiny self-care step to get back to. And I think I, I was talking about this a little bit on the self-sabotage pod that we aired a few, it might've been a few weeks ago now, but I have a morning routine that it, that's a piece of self-care. When I do my goddess card deck, when I do a little bit of journaling, when I do a meditation, those are really small things. Like my meditation seriously takes five, 10 minutes. Yeah. If I do those things, that is an element of self-care and it sets up my day in such a more positive light. Nice. Yeah. All right. Number one, stop saying yes to shit you don't want to do or stop accumulating or stockpiling shit. To your task list. Number two, make self-care a priority. Find one area of self-care, whether it's friendships, environment, how you speak to yourself, what you're consuming, one of those elements to better take care of yourself that will make the biggest impact. Mm. Don't get consumed with trying to do all of those things. One thing that you know will make the biggest impact. Number three, get out of emergency mode. This is something that 
I like to talk about as the tyranny of the urgent. That's a phrase you may have heard. Basically, the idea is that anything that comes to us wrapped in a package of urgency, meaning your boss is like, oh my gosh, this is so urgent, or your best friend is like, oh, is there any way you can help me out with this, or your partner is sharing with you, oh my gosh, I really could use your support in this arena. And the way it's being presented to you is a sense of urgency. Like, oh my God, you must tend to this. And because it's energy, and I'm sure you've heard this before too, like energy attracts like energy, it's easy to mimic that urgent nature that's being kind of thrown at you. So it's easy to hear your boss talk with urgency or your partner talk with urgency and feel like, oh my gosh, it must be urgent. I must Mm -hmm. tend to it now. In fact, I think this happened for you the other day. And I was saying like, hey, get it on your to-do list to take care of your passport. And I may have said it in a way that landed a little more urgently that made you feel like you had to do it right then. Yeah. And you ended up kind of having to take a step back and go, I don't have to do that right now. Yeah, that's true. I did do that. (laughs) But it takes a little bit of foresight to look at the information that's coming at you might be presented as though it is emergent or that it is urgent. And it's up to you to go, wait a minute, is this really paramount? Do I need to drop everything to take care of this situation? Mm. Okay. Especially if it's somebody else's fire to put out, you guys, this is another place to go back to number one and say, I'm so sorry, I'm not available. Unfortunately, I'm not able to put that into my schedule. Oh, I wish I could come through for you, but I'm not, I'm not able to take care of that for you this time around. Thank you so much for asking or considering me. Mm-hmm. You've got to start declining. Okay. The deal with emergency mode though is it is a complete lack of systems. Now, if you know anything about the Mr. and I, we love ourselves a good system. In oh, fact, this guy? this guy, we call them Smith systems. Yes, we do. And it is a way for us to stay on top of all things, all tasks related to the household or finances or even vacations, all of that stuff, we have a system around it. We budget, we plan. There is a system for dog walking. Yeah. We have specific dates like Monday, what is it? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday is your. That's correct. Those are your mornings and evenings. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday is yours. Is mine. I take the afternoon walks. Like we've got it dialed out. So it's not like I come home and I'm surprised that I need to walk the dog. Like it's already on. I'm always walking the dog. Why doesn't he walk the dog? Because you don't have a plan around it. That's right. You don't have a system. And then if it's already built into your task list for the day, those are the sorts of things that we come home after a frustrating long day and we're like, oh my God, more shit to do. Mm -hmm. Because it's not already built in to the system of your day. This works really well for kids too. Absolutely. Like putting kids on this kind of thing. We were just talking with somebody about it. Yeah. Like, oh, you always leave your trash on the counter and there's no system around throwing it away. Or how that works in the household. Right. Right. So if there's any, if there's some repercussion for not doing it, then people will start doing it. With kids, the best thing to do is incentives or penalty. Mm-hmm. So taking away screen time if they're... I can't believe that's a thing. I know. <laughs> we just didn't call it that, but we did TV and fucking video games when we were that's little. That's true. You're right. They didn't call it screen time, though. That's, Duck hunt. That's funny. <laughs> Duck hunt. Oh, my gosh. So Mario like with, with kids, it can be 
where you incentivize them. And that's also a great way to teach them about financial responsibility or how to earn more money or negotiate. You can create all sorts of awesome systems. Mm -hmm. We might need to do a podcast specifically on Smith Systems. Like You're right. Something I think we've been talking about that and we never have done it. So I'll write a little yeah, note. Do that one. That'd be good. And you could do like categories like house, finance, mm-hmm. um, whatever. That's it. Yeah. That's I'm going to have to do that. Okay. But for instance, if we do, if we have a vacation coming up, we have one coming up in July, we have another coming up in September. We sit down and we put a system behind it so that we don't ever have debt. And we plan out, okay, you're going to contribute this amount. I'm going to take care of this. We're going to do that. Book the flights by this date in order to get the best rate. Everything's dialed out. We don't just get lost in an emergency mode where we're like, did you do this? Did you do that? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like our laundry system is dialed out. We've got dishwasher. Like right now, I ran it. It's his turn to, turn unload. to unload. And, Unlo- and we just, we yeah. have it all under wraps. And not only does it make it that we don't fight about domestic shit ever because it's never up for debate of whose job it was to do whatever. So we don't fight about it and it absolutely helps combat overwhelm. Mm -hmm. Another, Which is what this podcast is on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, Dave. (laughs) But that's another one of the sort of aha moments I had just delivering this. I think that there are probably a lot of people out there who don't build into either their calendar or their to-do list the mundane shit, like the dog walking or the cooking or unloading the dishwasher or all of that stuff. So you get home and you go, oh my God, there's so much stuff. You got to plug that into your calendar in some way so that you know, okay, Thursdays I always do one load of laundry or something like that. So you're not stockpiling tasks. That's what happens when you get lost in that emergency mode. So start by asking yourself, what do you complain the most about? Is it a ton of extra work from your boss? Is it your neighbor who's always asking to borrow shit? Is it household stuff? Is it financial things? What are the things that you complain about as contributing to your overwhelm? What is the thing that feels like the straw that breaks the camel's back all the time? Or the thing that you're like, gosh, if I could just alleviate a little bit of pressure here in this category, Hmm. I wouldn't feel nearly as overwhelmed. Start with what you complain about the most. All right. Number one, Stop saying yes to shit you don't want to do. Number two, make self-care a priority. Number three, get out of emergency mode by implementing systems and figuring out what you complain about the most. Number four, get rid of unnecessary rigid rules for yourself. I'm going to put a link to an all or nothing podcast I did quite a while ago. This is where everything that's on your to-do list, you have a perfectionistic viewpoint of how it has to be done. So you put things on your calendar or on your to-do list that are setting the bar extremely high. An example would be, I have to make every meal for my family from scratch. Instead of, you know what, this Tonight, we're just going to get pizza. Or, you know what? I'm going to ask my husband to cook or my wife to cook. Or everyone's on their own. You're eating cereal. 
or something like that. Unless it's something that you feel really passionate about. Like, if you're like, I am not going to order pizza, like, my family's going to eat properly or something like that, then you have to put a system in place and plan. That's right. For that. So that you are able to like, okay, well, I'm just going to do the crock pot then. Yeah. So I'll put everything in the crock pot and by the time we get home, it'll be ready. You know, something like that. Or also now there's tons of food suppliers where you can order entire meals just to your door. If you're in a financial situation where that works, that's an amazing solution. I'm always like, if you can buy some freedom, do it. Like I absolutely pay somebody to clean the house. That is not a way in which I want to spend my time. But that had to be a goal. For a long time, my goal was I want to get to a point where I'm making enough money where that is no big deal to pay for a house cleaner. Because that was such a huge area to free up time for Mm -hmm. both of us. Absolutely. I recognize that's not for everybody, but you could get the kids on a system of who's cooking dinner when. Another great example would be feeling like every time you did a workout, it had to be 60 minutes or you had to get six workouts in a week. Some weeks it might need to be four or it might need to be a 30-minute workout or maybe you need to take stairs at at your job. And that's not a failure. Exactly. Because a lot of times we think all these tasks have to be done flawlessly, perfectly, Mm -hmm. and there's no wiggle room for them to be for to deviate from that. Yeah. And what that is, my friend, is rules you have created and it's an attachment to things needing to be perfect. It doesn't have to be. That is self-inflicted. Which we've talked about before, yeah. If you struggle with that in particular where you're like, "Oh my gosh, yes, this is me." I'm going to put the link to the All or Nothing podcast. I really think that would be helpful. And then I might do also, gosh, there's going to be so many, the Perfectionist podcast. I know I've done I've done some, some on feeling as though things have to be a specific way. So you can check out those as well. Number five, this is a lot about self-worth and it is asking for help. Ooh. Especially if people are volunteering. And you're saying no, because you don't want to put people out or whatever dumb excuse. (laughs) It is a dumb excuse. If people are offering, what is getting in your way is your ego or how you view yourself. That there's a self-worth issue of Hmm. what I want and need just doesn't matter. I could never lean on somebody. I'm putting them out. It's either ego or it's self-worth. So those two things are not good reasons to not get support and help that you need, period. Again, especially if somebody is offering. This is where you need to lean on the people in your life who want to be leaned on. I'm not talking about leaning on your mom when she always holds it over your head. No. Right. Those are not – that doesn't feel good. That doesn't help your overwhelm. It's different. I'm talking about the partner who's like, babe, let me help you with that. But you don't want them to do the laundry because they don't do it as perfect as you. Yeah. (laughs) Circling back to getting rid of those unnecessary rules. What happens if they get, if your partner gets the kids ready for school and their hair isn't perfectly quaffed or they don't have, they, he or she doesn't do it the way you would do it. 
Those are the places where you need to start easing up because your tight grip of control is what is costing you your happiness. That is what is contributing to that overwhelm. Hmm. Ask for help. Allow people to do things for you. I've mentioned this before too. In the realm of law of attraction, if you cannot receive you in any situation, if you don't allow people to give to you in any approximation, it tells the universe, don't give her shit. She won't accept it. Don't give him things. He repels it. It is a piece of how we attract things. So if there are things you want in your world, like you want new, richer friendships, or you want to manifest a soulmate or a new job or more money, and around every corner, you're not allowing people to help you with things, or in the bedroom, you don't allow yourself to receive what your partner wants to give you sexually, those are messages of like, I'm not going to receive things. Don't give her those new friends though, because she won't take it or he won't take it. Speaking of that, Facebook is getting into the dating arena. Oh, dear. Are they really? Mm-hmm. They're doing a matchmaking thing. Stop. I'm serious. I can't. They're like doing an eHarmony kind of thing. I really think like we're going to see a time in our history where Facebook is like integral to our lives. Where It isn't already? Where it's going to be like a requirement to submit your Facebook name with your kid's school paper application. Oh, like a social security number? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be... Wow. It's starting to... Okay, we're... we're yeah, totally, we digress. We digress. All right, number six. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite mantra. Eliminate, delegate, postpone. Eliminate, delegate, postpone. IDP. EDP. Oh, EDP, I'm sorry. EDP. Yeah, I can't e- spell today. Eliminate, delegate, postpone. This is going to look at all of the things that feel emergent, all of the things that feel like they must be done now, run them through this filter. Can it be eliminated altogether? Is it something completely unnecessary that I could just stop doing altogether? Is it something that can be delegated? Can I can I actually ask for help from a coworker, from a boss, from a partner, from a child? Hmm. Can I actually give it to somebody else or an assistant? I really have to do that. I have to tell my team, please hit me up and say, Amy, you can give that to me because I tend to take it all on. I really have to lean on my assistants. It's But it's hard for me. I have to really set myself. It's a system where yeah. I'm like, Darlene, yeah. tell me you can take that. And she <sighs> does. She's amazing about it. Okay. And then finally, postpone. Is there something that feels like it must be taken care of this week that actually could go into two weeks or a month later? Throw that into your calendar for a month into the future. Most of the time, all of the things that we think are paramount to accomplish, you can run them through this filter and there are certain things that you can start eliminating, delegating, or postponing. It is huge. So I want you to think about these six things that I have identified here. What is your Achilles heel? What is the thing that tends to derail you? Is it perfectionism? Is it not having systems for things? Is it a complete lack of putting yourself first and putting yourself on the calendar? Hmm. Is it a chronic saying yes to everything? Or do you just never ask for help? Like, What are those things? And I want you to take a baby step towards that. Because if you keep complaining about overwhelm and, oh my gosh, I have all of this stuff on my plate and you don't do anything differently, that's going to continue. It's not going to magically change. 
you're going to still have just as long of to-do lists and tasks that you need to tend to. So here we go. Number one, stop saying yes to shit. Number two, make yourself a priority. Number three, get out of emergency mode. A lot of that is about creating systems that work for you. Number four, get rid of any unnecessary rigid rules for yourself about how things have to be done. Number five, ask for help. Call in the allies. Lean on people, especially the people who are dying to be a support for you. They're like, please lean on me. Most of us have those people in our lives. And number six, eliminate, delegate, postpone. Run your task list through that filter. Can I eliminate this, delegate this, or postpone this? I'm hoping that there are some nuggets here that will really help you shift the overwhelming, overwhelm feeling, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because the feeling of overwhelm is overwhelming. Yeah. We're like, oh, it feels heavy and stifling. Yeah. Are you still overwhelmed? uh, No, I just just thought... You know, it seems like overwhelm is this thing that happens when we're not really in tune with ourselves. Mm. And all of the things that you're mentioning here are ways for us to tune in to our frequency. Yeah. And when you tune into your frequency, we think of things in waves, mm-hmm. like a radio frequency, for instance. Yep. You move the dial on your radio to find a different frequency, right? Yeah. You used to. Um, in the so 70s. you can <laughs> So you can have a really deep high climb and then a real steep fall and that is a wave or you can have little rolling hills that is a wave right so what is your frequency and then one thing that i always tell myself i try to tell myself is peace is not calm and quiet right peace is calm in chaos Mm -hmm. so when chaos is around you do you absorb that energy or are you still your own yeah And what is your energy? That's great. You know, what's your wavelength? And what wavelength do you want to be on? And how can you orchestrate things in your life so that you're more of that even wave Mm -hmm. instead of that up and down and up and down? And just like your voice changes frequency, so can you. But you have to be ready to accept going to those different levels. You have to be aware. Yeah. You have to be aware. And I think what you're pointing to has a lot to do with that emergency thing. Yeah. We're like, oh, I got to take care of this. No, I got to take care of that. Instead of going, wait a minute, checking in with yourself going, is that really a priority for me right now in my life? Or planning out your week so that there's not a day that's super huge, crazy, and you can kind of span it out. Or if there is that day, you are prepared for it. That's right. You know? That is right. I'm hoping that this has been helpful for you guys. Again, if you're interested in meeting me in real life and possibly Mr. Smith, we'll see. Possibly. See if he's- I might hide away in a suitcase. If he's available. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to get your ass on that VIP list if you want all the sexiest deals and deals, thejoyjunkie.com slash retreat. And- a ton of other resources available for you in the After Hours community, as well as in the show notes. So if there was other podcast I mentioned today, don't forget to hit up the show notes and listen to other episodes. I think that's everything to cover today. Anything else? No, I think that covers just about everything. I Are, feel a lot less overwhelmed, by the way. Oh, excellent. It mm-hmm. works. It's working. It's working. It's magic. It's working. <laughs> Guys, we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.